Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza en tu plataforma de audio favorita. You're listening to All Things Latina Podcast, where I, Tani Steffi, help you find your superpower. If you're seeking growth in business, your career, or need self-development guidance, chica, I got you covered. You're definitely listening to The Ride Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Tani Steffi for updates on upcoming podcast episodes, tips, and inspirational reminders. And always remember that if someone else can accomplish something, why not you? Episode 32. Do you ever find yourself overthinking scenarios and decisions or simply conversations to have and all you get out of it is delays in your goals and intentions? Well, think no more because on this episode, I will be giving you five tips on how you can stop overthinking everything and simply get to it. Así que ponte las pilas, take notes, and let's get started. The tips that I'll be giving you today are based on my experiences and based on Melody Wilding, author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking, and Channel Your Emotions for Success at Work. She's a social worker and executive coach. And I get it. Sometimes we just can't help it and we overthink so many things, whether it's starting a new initiative, expressing our thoughts, making a career change. I mean, you get the point. We just overthink sometimes and uh, and it's normal, right? I've been there. However, if you waste a lot of, you spend a lot of time just rethinking and rethinking and not making a decision, it really stops you from making the next step. And it really creates mental blockers, right? So what we call mental blockers, for example, um, whenever I have caught myself in the past overthinking things, it's because, you know, I've discovered from a personal standpoint that it's because I try to make things as perfect as possible. So I've learned to accept and understand that nothing is perfect, right? Um, and being a perfectionist is not necessarily bad because you do want to strive to be the best you can be, but you have to kind of remove the whole perfect scenario from your mind because those can become one of your biggest blockers when it comes to effective decision making. Um, therefore, it leads you to just overthink and overthink things. So tip number one is put aside perfectionism. Okay. And I will, I will read verbatim what Melody says about perfectionism. And she says that it's one of the biggest blockers to SWIFT because it makes decision-making 
hard, right? And it makes it difficult. For example, perfectionism can lead you to believe that you don't make the correct choice as if there is only one right option. Then you are a failure. And it's so true. This leads you to believe like, did I make the wrong choice? Oh, there was only one right choice, right? So because you have, you probably have this image in your mind of what perfect means. So when you go against that, you feel like perhaps you've made a mistake and perhaps it will lead you to failure. But she's saying that it's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily right. So instead, what you need to do is ask yourself uh, questions like, which decision will have the biggest positive impact on my priorities, right? On my type priorities. First, identify what are your top priorities when it comes to this scenario or to this decision and which ones will have the biggest positive impact. And also you need to start and think about People, right? People are important. People in our lives. Will this decision affect people in our lives? And who will this decision disappoint or who will this decision benefit aside from yourself? And see if you can come down to a solid agreement or a solid decision. Also, one thing to consider is will this decision bring me closer to my goal, to the goal I want to accomplish or any of your goals, right? Will this make a positive impact? If it doesn't, then you might want to reconsider it, right? Now, based on the information that now you, you've gathered, you have to identify, okay, what's my next step? You don't want to take forever because sometimes you miss the opportunities, right? You miss the opportunities in your future, whether it's a career move, whether it's a project you're, you're trying to accomplish. So you want to make sure you know exactly what you want and if this is going to elevate you to your next step. Tip number two is don't overthink too much, but evaluate the situation. And here's what I want you to evaluate. Before you make a decision, you want to write down all the goals, right? Write down all your goals, all of your priorities and the people in your life that will be impacted. Now, once you have this on paper and you see this in front of you, you'll be able to get more of a clear picture. And here's an exercise that Melody suggests um, people to do, right, when it comes to decision making and overthinking things. And she calls this the 10, 10, 10 tests, 10, 10, 10. So three tens, right? So what you want to do is you want to think about, will this decision impact you or what difference is it going to make 10 weeks from now? And do the same and think about, will this make an impact or what difference is it going to make 10 months from now? and 10 years from now. So depending on what your answers are in these buckets, you'll be able to get a clear picture of what you want and what decisions to make. Here's tip number three. And I love this tip because there's nothing like, and I let's see if you guess it, like your intuition. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, there's been several times where I've mentioned your intuition and you really have to understand that gut feeling. And there's honestly, like every time I've made a decision um, about my gut feeling, whether the outcome was good or bad, like it just never fails. Like it never fails to really get in touch with your intuition. Therefore, tip number three is really understand that power that you have. And 
And what Melody says, it's super, it's very interesting what she says about intuition. And she says that intuition works like a mental pattern matching game where the brain considers a situation and it quickly assesses all of your experiences and then makes the best decision given the context. So this automatic process is faster than rational thought, which means intuition is a necessary power, right? Or tool when it comes to decision making. And she's right. I 100% believe, believe in this. And in fact, research shows that pairing your intuition with analytical thinking helps you make better, faster, and more accurate decisions. And it just gives you more confidence, right? More confidence when it comes to decision making. Planned Parenthood asked me to show someone how I see them, like really see them. So this ad is dedicated to none other than my sister, Paola. I see you working hard every day and breaking barriers in the Latina community. I see the way you care and do your best to protect and serve people in your daily job. I see your determination, hard work, and perseverance. I see you as someone not only who cares and loves what they do, but thrive in giving back to the community. And I feel very lucky to get to see you, the real you. Oh, you you almost made me cry, sister. And you know I don't cry easily. I mean, Planned Parenthood sees you. They truly see you. Not as patients, but as people. Deserving of understanding and compassionate quality healthcare and education. And they understand the importance of having access to that care so you can define exactly where you're going. Visit www.beseen.org to learn more about how Planned Parenthood is here to see you become who you will be. That's www.beseen.org. Here's tip number four. And it's limit the drain of decision fatigue. So what this means is simply you have to eliminate this habit of overthinking things, whether big or small, because once you get into that habit of like overthinking even, and I know this is probably like the simplest, but the most tough challenge is like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to have for lunch? Right. So it's just kind of like that. And so it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit of overthinking even the smallest things. So what you want to do is break out of that habit, because if it's so hard for you to make a decision over something so small, when something big and huge comes along, it's just going to be 10 times harder. So what Melody says in her book, which is very interesting, she says that you make hundreds of decisions a day. And and she's right from like, what are you going to have to break for breakfast? What are you going to respond in an email? And just different things like that, right? Or what friend are you going to talk to today? Or just the different things that you make decisions every single day. So what you need to do is you need to try your best to conserve that decision making energy. And the way that you do that is you create different different routines where you get to conserve your brain power. So when that time comes and you have to make these tough, huge decisions, you are well capable of doing it. So one of the simple things that you can do is instead of like, Let's say, for example, since we're talking about food, right? Instead of saying like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? You have to have a routine where where you're able to plan out, let's say, for example, your meals, your weekly meals, you plan them out. Okay, Monday, I'm gonna have this, Tuesday, this, Wednesday, this. And 
it just makes you it's something that you eliminate in the process of you don't have to give energy in your day to figure out what you're going to have and the same thing with like let's say what am I going to wear today um if you create these different let's say you take a weekend and you create these different outfits and I would just keep it simple right you create these different outfits that you already have you dedicate some time over the weekend what's going to happen next time you're just going to pick and select pick this one more Monday Tuesday Wednesday and that eliminates the brain power that you're giving towards like what am I going to wear over something so simple so you need to do this and look for opportunities to create these kind of routines so that you're not going back and forth with your brain right love like what am I going to decide so definitely I, I would suggest I would highly suggest to try these exercises and and really see how it plays out for you in the long run. Um, I'm a strong believer in creating routines when necessary, right? Because it just enhances your your lifestyle and it enhances, you know, you have a clearer mind, you have more of a peace of mind versus like being all over the place. So the more organized you are um, throughout, you know, throughout the week, the better your decision makings will be. And here's the last tip. And it's super, super important. Okay, so listen up. It's create creative constraints. And what this means is that you have to essentially remove the self barriers that you're putting for yourself. And this includes procrastination, right? So I think, I think a lot of people, I don't want to say everyone, right? Generalize, but I think many times we might find ourselves being procrastinators. I know that in the past I have procrastinated on maybe things I don't really want to do, right? And you wait until last minute to do it. I know in college there were some papers I didn't want to write, so I would wait last minute to write them. Not necessarily the best thing to do, but we've all been there, right? And something that Melody mentions here is she talks about Parkinson law. And if you don't know what Parkinson Parkinson law is, it it simply means that it's work that expands to the time. It's when we so let me rephrase that. What this means, it just means that it's work that expands to the time that we allow it to. So to put it simple, if you give yourself one month to do something, right? Let's say you have a big presentation or you have a speech to give or you have a paper to write or you have to design something for your brand, for your business. And let's say you give yourself, okay, in one month, I'm going to get this done. And you literally take a full month to finish it. However, if you put it in the perspective where you only had, let's say one week out of that whole month to finish it, you know that you're going to finish it in that one week. So when you think about things like that, it really puts things in perspective. Like you didn't really need that month, did you? Right. You you could probably you would have probably accomplished that in one week or maybe several hours. So it's really to think about that. Right. So a way that that you do this is that you give yourself you become you give yourself accountability. So if you're like, okay, I give myself one week to accomplish this, even though it probably is just like an hour or two of a task, um, 
you know, you have to, you have to be realistic, right? So how long will it take me to do this? If you're like, okay, this actually will take me four hours to do, not a whole week, then you have to be realistic with yourself because in the long run, you will be saving time and energy for your bigger decision makings. And something that she says, um, that Melody mentions, and I'll I'll read what she says. She says, you can curb this tendency by creating accountability through creative constraints. For example, determine a date or time by which you will make a choice. Put it in your calendar, set a reminder on your phone, or even contact the person who is waiting for your decision and let them know when they can expect to hear from you. So this is so super important because it's true. Once you have someone else involved that is depending or waiting for your decision and you tell them, okay, by Thursday, 5 p.m., you will have an answer. Guess what? You have to stick to your word, right? You already have to, you have to hold yourself accountable to that. So this is a good, like creative tactic um, that you can create for yourself and be held accountable for. And sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes you don't necessarily have to, you don't necessarily have someone involved, right? This is more like self-accountability, but you want to set those barriers for yourself. You want to set those reminders and just practice it. So definitely I would say practice, practice these habits, set up these routines, follow these tips and let me know, DM me, let me know once you start practicing these and what your outcomes are. Um, The goal of this episode is really to make you more proactive um, and have a better result when it comes to decision-making so that you can stop overthinking things, right? The less you overthink things, the more solid your decisions will be and the happier you will be and, and the faster you can reach your goals. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. And remember that if someone else can accomplish something, why not you? Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza, en tu plataforma de audio favorita.